Hello and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine and I am your host today. Uh, today is episode 26.3 and we are reading from Romans chapter 11. Uh, it's a little long so uh, I'm not going to diddle around and, and go off on a tangent today. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to say welcome and thank you for being with me and uh, joining me in this moment. And uh, I'm just glad that you're able to take time out of uh, whatever time of day it is that you're able to do this morning, noon, afternoon, evening, whatever it is. So uh, it's always good to get into God's word. I preferably try to do it early in the morning, but um, sometimes it doesn't allow me to do that. So time and scheduling. So, but I'm just glad that we are able to take out time out of our day today uh, in this moment. So I'm not going to delay and uh, I'll just go ahead and uh, start to pray and open us up uh, in uh, prayer and uh, then we'll dive right into chapter 11. Holy God, Heavenly Father, we are in awe of you. We magnify you and and we bless your holy name. We're so thankful for all that you do for us, all that you have provided for us. And um, we're not deserving of any of it, but you love us so much and we love you. We love you so much and we're so thankful and so grateful. Uh, We are most grateful for the uh, gift of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for um, his sacrifice on the cross and the blood that he shed for all of our sins. We're just thankful that uh, he loved us so much to do what he did, uh, to die that horrible, horrible death, to cover all of our sins, to give us salvation and eternal life. I'm thankful for this moment. I pray that you will bless it and open up our hearts and our minds, Lord, and just completely empty us of this day, this moment, anything that has to do with the world, just take it out of our heads and let us just be all in you. We're just wanting to focus completely in on what it is that you want us to understand and to to see what is in your word, Lord. Uh, I thank you for those that are out there listening. I pray blessings over every single person who is available to to just stop what they're doing and to just sit and listen or watch and uh, just dive into your word, Lord. You you are so holy and your words are so insightful and so meaningful and you guide every step and that's what we want to be we want to be in what your will is lord um we dedicate this day to you we dedicate this moment to you and uh, we know that you will guide our paths lord i ask you to just uh put a covering over this time and to watch over each person who's out there bless them and their families and uh, keep them healthy and safe Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's dive right into this chapter here. It's a lot. It's a little long. So so I'm going to take a quick drink here. All right. God's mercy on Israel. I ask then, has God rejected his own people, the nation of Israel? Of course not. I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham and a member of the tribe of Benjamin. No, God has not rejected his own people whom he chose from the very beginning. 
Do you realize what the scriptures say about this? Elijah the prophet complained to God about the people of Israel and said, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. And do you remember God's reply? He said, No, I have 7,000 others who have never bowed down to Baal. It is the same today for a few of the people of Israel. Uh, I'm sorry, it is the same today for a few people of Israel have remained faithful because of God's grace, his undeserved kindness in choosing them. And since it is through God's kindness, then it is not by their good works. For in that case, God's grace would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. So this is the situation. Most of the people of Israel have not found the favor of God they are looking for so earnestly. A few have, the ones God has chosen, but the hearts of the rest were hardened. And the scripture says, God has put them into a deep sleep. To this day, he has shut their eyes so they do not see and closed their ears so they do not hear. Likewise, David said, let their bountiful table become a snare, a trap that makes them think all is well. Let their blessings cause them, cause them to stumble and let them get what they deserve. Let their eyes go blind so they cannot see and let their backs be bent forever. Did God's people stumble and fall beyond recovery? Of course not. They were disobedient, so God made salvation available to the Gentiles. But he wanted his own people to become jealous and claim it for themselves. Now, if the Gentiles were enriched because the people of Israel turned down God's offer of salvation, think how much greater a blessing the world will share when they finally accept it. <clears throat> I am saying all this especially for you Gentiles. God has appointed me as the apostle to the Gentiles. I stress this, for I want somehow to make the people of Israel jealous of what you Gentiles have, so I might have some of them. For since their rejection meant that God's, God offered salvation to the rest of the world, their acceptance will be even more wonderful. It will be life for those who were dead. And since Abraham and the other patriarchs were holy, their descendants will also be holy, just as the entire batch of dough is holy because the portion given as an offering is holy. For if the roots of the tree are holy, the branches will be too. But some of these branches from Abraham's tree, some of the people of Israel, have been broken off. And you Gentiles, who were branches from a wild olive tree, have been grafted in. So now you also receive the blessing God has promised Abraham and his children, sharing in the rich nourishment from the root of God's special olive tree. But you must not brag about being grafted in to replace the branches that were broken off. You are just a branch, not the root. Well, you may say, those branches were broken off to make room for me. Yes, but remember, those branches were broken off because they didn't believe in Christ, and you are there because you do believe. So don't think highly of yourself, but fear what could happen, for if God did not spare the original branches, he won't spare you either. Notice how God is both kind and severe. He is severe toward those who disobeyed, but kind to you if you continue to trust in his kindness. But if you stop trusting, you will also be cut off. And if the people of Israel turn from their unbelief, they will be grafted in again 
to, for God has the power to graft them back into the tree. You by nature were a branch cut from a wild olive tree. So if God was willing to do something contrary to nature by grafting you into his cultivated tree, he will be far more eager to graft the original branches back into the tree where they belong. God's mercy is for everyone. I want you to understand this mystery, dear brothers and sisters, so that you will not feel proud about yourselves. Some of the people of Israel have hard hearts, but this will last only until the full number of Gentiles comes to Christ. And so all Israel will be saved. And as the scriptures say, the one who rescues will come from Jerusalem, and he will turn Israel away from ungodliness. And this is my covenant with them, that I will take away their sins. Many of the people of Israel are now enemies of the good news, and this benefits you Gentiles. Yet, they are still the people he loves because he, he chose their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. Once you Gentiles were rebels against God, but when the people of Israel rebelled against him, God was merciful to you instead. Now they are the rebels, and God's mercy has come to you, so that they too will share in God's mercy. For God has imprisoned everyone in disobedience so he could have mercy on everyone. Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge! How impossible it is for us to understand his decision and his ways. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. All right. That was a lot. So I did highlight just a few things um, in here, um, starting with the very first verse uh, I've marked in here. Has God rejected his own people, the nation of Israel? Of course not. He's not rejecting Israel. He, he wants them to be a part of it, but their choice of not believing in the good news is, what, is what's holding them back, is what I understand here. Uh, God has not rejected his own people whom he chose from the very beginning. Um, and then he says, you know, I still have 7,000 who have never bowed down to Baal. So I think he's talking about there's still 7,000 Israelites that uh, can still be saved, I guess. Um, and then it goes into, uh, it is the same today for a few of the people of Israel have remained faithful because of God's grace his undeserved kindness in choosing them. And since, I love this, verse 6, and since it is through God's kindness, then it is not by their good works, for in that case, God's grace would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. It's free. God's grace is free. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. You can't work for it. There's no amount of work that can get you the grace that you need to get into heaven. There is none. The only thing that can get you into heaven is the blood of Christ. That's it. And that's the bottom line. It's very, very clear uh, what God is saying uh, here. So it doesn't matter how many hours you put in work to, if you were, you know, volunteering or working at a church or a ministry, it doesn't matter how, he does want you to do those things. Don't get me wrong, 
but that's not what's going to get you in there. Um, those are just like bonuses, you know, um, and I don't know how it works. I mean, I'm not God, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know the vastness of God's grace. Uh, I have no idea. Um, you know, my mother asked me that uh, years ago, and I, I told her, I said, I don't know the vastness of God's grace. I, I know it's huge, um, but I also know that he wants us to deliver the good message, the good news of Jesus Christ out there. And, you know, we need to be willing to put ourselves out on a limb to do that um, and to, to speak out and get the news out there. And hopefully the people that we love the most will hear it and hear it sooner than later, which is what my prayer is always, that uh, people that I know who are not believers, uh, that they will come to know Christ sooner than later. And that's the bottom line. That's one of my prayers. But anyway, went off on a little tangent there. Uh, so um, then I popped down to um, 11. Did God's people stumble and fall beyond recovery? Beyond recovery. That's the whole, you know, crux there. Of course not. I mean, they were disobedient, so God made salvation available to the Gentiles. But he wanted his own people to become jealous and claim it for themselves. He wanted them to want it, um, you know. And so, but I don't think that anybody is uh, so far gone that they can't be pulled back into the fold. I don't think that, uh, I, I believe God can do anything. And um, I think that there's nobody that's beyond recovery. So I think everybody has the same opportunity to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Um, and then uh, I underlined, how much greater a blessing in the world will, will, will share when they finally accept it? I'm sorry, I should have underlined the whole thing. So now, if the Gentiles were enriched because the people of Israel turned down God's offer of salvation, think how much greater a blessing the world will share when they finally accept it. Um you know, he, I mean, it's going to be huge. It's going to be a, a party, you know, I think when, when the, uh, when God's people, the Israelites finally do accept the good news. And then I, I went down to 14 for, I want somehow, this is Paul, I guess is talking. I'm saying all this, especially for you Gentiles, because he has been appointed the apostle for the Gentiles. I stress this, for I want somehow to make the people of Israel jealous of what you Gentiles have, so I might have some of them. For since their rejection meant that God offered salvation to the rest of the world, their acceptance will be even more wonderful. It will be life for those who were dead. You know, he's just excited that uh, he is able to get the message to the Gentiles, but he's thinking how much greater it's going to be when the, when the Israelites finally realize what they should be believing in, and that's Jesus Christ. And then you get down to uh, 17. And you Gentiles who were branches from a wild olive tree have been grafted in. So now you also receive the blessing God has promised to Abraham and his children, sharing in the rich nourishment from the root of God's special olive tree. And then uh, jumping down to 22, notice how God is both kind and severe. How true. He is severe towards those who disobeyed, but kind to you if you continue to trust in his kindness. 
And if the people of Israel turn from their unbelief, they will be grafted in again, for God has the power to graft them back into the tree. God's got the power to do anything he wants. Um, but uh, people forget. Uh, and if you go back into your Old Testament, you will see that there is a God of love and graciousness and uh, mercy and wanting to do good for his people. But there's also a God who is severe and and punishes those who disobey. And so, you know, people sort of want, you know, to believe only the good, you know, squishy stuff, you know, but if you're not doing, it's like when you're parenting your own children, you know, you, you reward the good stuff and you have to punish the bad stuff. That's just the way it is, you know. Um, I, not everybody parents that way, but I just assume you don't want your kids, you know, running around rampant, doing whatever the heck they want. Anyway, um, then I went down into, I just underlined it with my pencils. Um, uh, some of the people of Israel have hard hearts, but this will last only until the full number of Gentiles comes to Christ. I think that this is kind of pinging on uh, the into Revelation a little bit. Um, because I believe that, and I don't know all the details, but I believe that there, the message has to reach all the four corners of the earth. It has to get everywhere. And, uh, and once every person has heard, that's what I understand is when Jesus comes back. Um, and there are certain things that are going to be, you know, specially set aside for just the, the Jews. Um, they've got a special thing to do is what I understand. So, um, God wants them, you know, they're the chosen people, uh, and he has a special place in his heart for them. That's just where, you know, that's just, it's, it's history. Um, and then I went into 28. Many of the people of Israel are now enemies of the good news, and this benefits you Gentiles, yet they are still the people he loves because he chose their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, that's, that's exactly what I just said. You know, he's, he loves the pe people of Israel. They're his chosen children. And we are uh, adopted into the family because of Jesus Christ. And then 33, how great are the, are, I'm sorry. Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. That's what I just said. I'm like, I have no idea how God works. But I do know that he is uh, just and um, he loves us and he's very fair in the way he works. And then at the very end uh, in 36, for everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory, all glory to him forever. Amen. Everything we have is because of God. Everything we have is because what he provides. And, uh, and we have to acknowledge that. At least I do. I acknowledge that uh, I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for him. I used to say a prayer back in the day when I was just, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. And my prayer was, I pray that I will be able to live uh, comfortably. I don't need to be, you know, if God wants to bless me with more than above and beyond, it's fine. But I wanted to be able to live comfortably where I wasn't worrying. And God has blessed us. God has blessed us beyond imagination. And I'm so thankful because, you know, way back when 
we were, you know, starting out and starting out with our family, we were, we were poor, we had no money. And so, um, you know, I'm just grateful. I'm so thankful for my family who uh, supported me and uh, helped out, uh, doesn't go unnoticed. And, uh, you know, those were this little nuggets of what God was doing that I didn't even recognize at the time. So, um, but I know it now. So uh, anyway, so that's it for today, for today's reading. I didn't do Proverbs, I'm sorry. Today is, I think it's the 29th, is that right? Yeah, today's the 29th. I had to look on my computer. So let's read Proverbs 29. And um, <clears throat> kind of reading off the cuff here because I didn't pre-read it. 29. Who, uh, whoever stubbornly refuses to accept criticism will suddenly be destroyed beyond recovery. When the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, they groan. The man who loves wisdom brings joy to his father, but if he hangs around with prostitutes, his wealth is wasted. A just king gives stability to his nation, but one who demands bribes destroys it. To flatter friends is to lay a trap for their feet. Evil people are trapped by sin, but the righteous escape shouting for joy. The godly care about the rights of the poor. The wicked don't care at all. Mockers can get a whole town agitated, but the wise will calm anger. If a person takes a fool to court, there will be ranting and ridicule, but no satisfaction. The bloodthirsty hate blameless people, but the upright seek to help them. Fools, I'm sorry, fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Oh, that's speaking to me. If a ruler pays attention to liars, all his advisors will be wicked. The poor and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives sight to the eyes of both. It is a kind judge. It's if a kind judge poor judges, I'm sorry, if a king judges the poor fairly, his throne will last forever. Sorry about that. To discipline a child produces wisdom, but a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child. I was just speaking about that. When the wicked are in authority, sin flourishes, but the godly will live to see their downfall. Discipline your children and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild, but whoever obeys the law is joyful. Words alone will not discipline a servant. The words may be understood, but they are not heeded. There is more hope for a fool than for someone who speaks without thinking. A servant pampered from childhood will become a rebel. An angry person starts fights. A hot-tempered person commits all kinds of sins. Pride ends in humiliation while humility brings honor. If you assist a thief, you only hurt yourself. You are sworn to tell the truth, but you dare not testify. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. Many seek the ruler's favor, but justice comes from the Lord. The righteous despite the unjust, the wicked despise the godly. All right, we have two more Proverbs to do, and we are done for the 31 days of Proverbs. So 
Uh, we'll finish that up, I think, let's say Tuesday or Thursday. Thursday, we'll finish it up. So I'm just glad we got to do uh, Proverbs. I hope that you were reading them uh, once a day, which is always uh, just good wisdom, godly wisdom. So, so uh, in the spirit of what we were reading today, um, you know, uh, believing that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, professing it with our mouth, we said read that yesterday, um, I encourage you uh, to make a decision to be a follower of Christ. Um, if you haven't made that decision, uh, I will lead you in a prayer. Uh, you have to believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth that uh, this is what you believe in. So I'm going to lead you in that prayer. And uh, if you're a believer, I encourage you to uh, just reaffirm your belief. Heavenly Father, Today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please, please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your one and only son, Jesus Christ. It is his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I accept him into the only space in my heart that he will fit. And I will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and uh, yay. And uh, accept, and we just accept you into this, uh, this family, into God's uh, adopted family is what you are. So uh, Jeremiah and I both encourage you to uh, get to a church, get to a pastor, um, tell the person that you know who has been praying for you for so many years probably, um, or maybe not, maybe it's just been a short period of time. I don't know, but, uh, get involved, get, uh, get into, uh, um, in some sort of ministry or volunteer work is a good way to start. And, um, you know, even working at, you know, at a local food bank, you know, even if it's not run by a church, you can get, that's a good way to, to help people out. Um, you know, there's so many people that need help in that, uh, capacity. So, um, but yeah. Get involved and start living for Jesus. That's all I can say. So congratulations and uh, and God bless. Uh, that's it for today. Uh, I am so thankful that, again, that you were able to stop and just dive in with me. Uh, if you would like to email me, uh, I, you can email me at Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org. Or if you need to uh, email Jeremiah, feel free to do that. Uh, there are many ways to listen to us, uh, our podcast, our YouTube. Uh, we're just, you know, working in it and praying that this is going to grow and uh, more people will listen. Feel free to share this uh, wherever you found it. If you found it on Facebook, go ahead and uh, share it with a friend. and uh, Or you can use it as a, a tool for um, uh, a, a Bible study if you want. Uh, not that I think that I'm all that in a bag of chips, but it's a start. You know, and uh, if I, you know, if you start out with me, you can always take over and do it on your own, you know, uh, but uh, just glad that you're able to do it with me. So God bless you. Have a great morning, afternoon, evening, and I will see you tomorrow.